Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast Awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for joining me again for another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. I cannot wait to tell you some very fun, exciting news, and it is just in time for holiday surprises for your loved ones or maybe even for yourself. So I just got word as I was with my daughter and my son while she was doing her very first volleyball tournament today. I've been talking a lot about that lately on the podcast uh, because I feel like this is kind of new territory for us. And so uh, we had a great first tournament experience. It was lots of fun. And whenever I was there, I was very far away from home. We did not have very great reception. And so I had no idea, but my amazing book editor and coach and now publisher, that's one of the things I'm excited to tell you about. They were emailing me like crazy saying, just want to let you know that a lot of the new information is up on Amazon and it is just in time for your new holiday pricing. So I wanted to tell you a few things and then I wanted to let you know that the audiobook is on its way. It will be happening soon. I am crossing my fingers that it's going to be done in time if you would like to get it for yourself or a loved one for the holidays. Uh, but no matter what, it's coming very soon. I thought it would be fun if 
In light of the holidays coming up, if I read a little excerpt from the book, it's actually chapter 15 and it's called Grace Under Pressure. And I'm just sharing a little story that happened actually on Christmas Day. So I thought that could actually be a fun thing to share because of the timing. So let me tell you all these things. Let's say first that I'm really thrilled that I can finally say that the book originally I self-published it with the help of the wonderful, amazingly talented and beautiful Samantha Joy. I have shared with you guys that she actually was the one who helped me take the book from my laptop, really actually get it out into the world with the help of Catherine Galan, who was a later editor after my wonderful, amazing original editor who helped me create the book, piece it all together and all of that because this book writing thing is so foreign to me. Uh, Jessica Killingly. So I have lots of people to thank. And uh, I was checking back in with Samantha and with Catherine because they were saying while we were away that all of these things were at work with the new book cover. If you guys have purchased the book in the past, first of all, thank you. I love and appreciate you. We have updated it a little bit. It's the same picture, but we've sharpened it a little bit. And now I've gotten to add an awesome logo for Landon Hill Press. Landon Hill Press is who has now officially published my book and I could not be more excited about it. And listen, it's a long story, but basically it was a matter of self-publishing in the beginning because I just felt like the book needed to get out into the world right on the heels of COVID. We were all at home and it was kind of a struggle for some of us. Of course, we still had some blessings in disguise as well. But when that was going on, I just thought, you know, the podcast has really taken off. I think it's time to finally get that book that I wrote pre-pandemic out into the world. And so Samantha Joy helped me and she actually has her own publishing company and that is Landon Hill Press. So if you know a little bit of the background of this process, when she helped me actually get it up on Amazon and get it into the world as sort of my book coach who was helping me do all those bits, then we ended up having a couple of different publishing agencies work with me over a course of a few months. We went back and forth and tried to decide if it made sense to publish with them uh, to hopefully get it into bookstores and I just kind of kept feeling like it wasn't exactly the right fit. There were a couple of things that came up that just, you know, made me feel like that. Some may call that your intuition. I really feel like that was God saying, you're so close, but it's not quite right. I cannot explain the peace that I've had after making that final decision to publish with Samantha's Landon Hill Press publishing agency. So thank you, Samantha. I hope you're listening. Super excited that Sam really helped me through all of that, the final steps of getting it out into the world. And it just made so much sense to go with her for publishing. So I'm thrilled. And that is why some of these new things are coming out on Amazon. And we, as I said, have updated the cover. It was so shiny and bright and pretty now. I'm so excited. And guess what? This means that we are lowering some prices for the holidays on the Kindle and on the paperback. 
So when I say Kindle, if you have any type of e-reader, or even if you just want to get the Kindle app on any digital device, you can do that. So it is basically an ebook. It's the book, but you can read it online digitally. So that's all that is. So you can get that and it's at a, an awesome discount in the month of December. And also you can get the paperback at a discount as well. I want to say that it's going to be lowered now to $10.99, $10.99. And the super exciting thing is finally the hardcover is out. So if you would like a little bit, something more of a substantial book, that is a great gift to give for the holidays as well. Uh, it is large enough to give as the gift alone. It is small enough to still be a stocking stuffer if that's something that you participate in. So just know that's how you can do it. Also, I'm very thrilled to say that I have gone with my amazing podcast production agency and the podcast boutique is helping me get the audiobook out on Amazon into the world. And I cannot be more excited. So if you have enjoyed this podcast over the years, that's crazy to say over the years now, because it started April, 2020, and we're going into 2023. OMG, happy almost new year. That's crazy. So if you've been listening and you've enjoyed it, it has a very similar vibe. But the funny thing is, if you've listened recently, you know that my kiddos are much more grown up. So it's kind of cool to go back and listen to this book that I wrote pre-pandemic when my kids were really little littles. So I have lots of different mom stories in there and lots of different ways you can, of course, get organized using my three E's philosophy and making that as simple as one, two, three, literally with the three simple steps. And also I talk about lots of different things that I've done working with my clients uh, the, in these past years, like Gosh, I, I think that my first official paying client was at the very beginning of 2016. So I had lots and lots of stories to pull from. So it is kind of fun to go back and read, especially if you've been following uh, this podcast, for example, in the last couple of years, it's kind of fun to go back and hear whenever I'm talking about being like a very young new mom and having a very little, little. So on that note, I want to read an excerpt. And keep in mind that the book is going to be going down in price just in December. So run on over to Amazon. You don't have to run anywhere. That's the beauty of Amazon. You just pick up your phone or get on your laptop and <laughs> look. And you can grab your copy of the Kindle, of the paperback, of now the hardback. Yay! And the audiobook will be coming soon. If it is not able to be released in December, I am telling you it is so very soon going to be released in January. So stay tuned for that. You want to hear a little bit of what I wrote? I hope the answer is yes. As I click to what I was reading earlier as I was getting all this audiobook done. All right. So this is from chapter 15. It's called Grace Under Pressure. And obviously, if I'm saying 15, it's near the end of the book. And the reason I chose this is for two reasons. It actually took place on Christmas night. So I thought that would be an apropos story for the timing of our year right now. And also because I wanted everybody to hear all of the good, you know, organization and stuff like that, that happens in the beginning of the book. And so I actually recorded a couple of excerpts from the book that take place uh, in those early chapters, but I don't want you to miss 
some of the lighter hearted, but also my struggles as a parent later on in some of the later chapters. So it was finally time for me to share this. So I actually talk in the beginning of this chapter about a really tough time that we went through and um, just trying to figure out like, how do we parent in the right way? And also when some things were going on that were a little bit difficult for my son and for us as parents, how do we advocate for our kid? And so a lot of this really is talking about how you know your kid the best, advocate for your child because they are yours and uh, they are a gift from God. And it is our job to parent them in the best way we know how. So I, I talk a lot about that in the book. And if you know anything about writing a book, it really becomes therapy for the author writing it because it is definitely an opportunity for us to flesh out some of those thoughts and feelings that we're having. And this is exactly what happened when I wrote this book. A friendly reminder that my book is now available on Kindle and paperback over on Amazon. So if you haven't gotten it yet, or you have, and you'd like to get more, head over to Amazon and search for I've Got You Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. You can also find a direct link over on my website at everythingwithstyle.com. Thanks so much for making it a bestseller and back to the show. So in chapter 15, I have already shared a bit of a struggle story, and this was kind of one that was a little bit more lighthearted. So I hope you enjoy. We're about halfway through the chapter, and here's where it begins. Since this is only one of the many times I've been humbled by and had to advocate for my child, I'll go ahead and share another parenting experience with you when grace under pressure was tested. Let me set the scene. One Christmas night, I arrived at our family's home for holiday dinner with the kids in my fairly new car. I had had it for a couple of months and had realized on day two that I was going to have to always leave one door open while loading and unloading if my Duke was in the car. At age three, my little guy loved to push every button on everything. So when he discovered the lock button, which he could easily reach from his comfy car seat, we had to have quite a few heart-to-heart -heart chats about the importance of resisting the urge to push it when mommy was out of the car. I know you know what's coming, but I need to make something clear. I did read the owner's manual upon purchase, you know, the old quick skim for the necessary bullet points, and proceeded to fix the child lock on the door so it couldn't be open from the inside, ensuring my child's safety. I even had the forethought to opt out of child locking Isabel's side as she was old enough to know when it was safe to open her door. So if there was in fact an emergency, she could get herself out of the car via her door. To top it off, I even disabled the window on Duke's side so he wouldn't have the option of rolling it down to toss a toy or sippy cup out while going 70 miles per hour down the California freeways. Yes, fellow mom, I had thought it all through and was making my potential weapon on wheels, according to my dad, when he was teaching me to drive at age 15, as safe as possible for my little important family. This one tricky element 
was my nightmare though. For some reason, there were only lock buttons on the backseat doors, no unlock buttons. I assumed the point was to keep my littles from unlocking and opening the doors at unsafe times, even though that issue was null by simply using the child lock on the door. Duke wasted no time satisfying his curiosity and pressed this lock button no less than 1,000 times in the first week we got the car. Because there was also the option of the keyless entry, I had burned into my brain the absolute necessity of keeping one door open when going in and out of the car, i.e. grocery days or any other reason I may be loading and unloading with Duke strapped tightly into his car seat so he couldn't escape. The other option was to keep my keys on me the second I hopped out of the car. So if the door did close, and the lock button was pressed, I'd be able to still unlock it from outside the car. Have I painted this picture with absolute certainty that I totally tried to do everything in my power to keep my kids safe and protected? Again, you know where this is headed. Upon arrival at family Christmas dinner, my husband and I took turns unloading the high chair and the green bean and tomato side dishes I'd prepared for a joyful gathering of 22 family and friends, the perfect number of witnesses for the scene that was about to unfold. As I let my daughter out of the car to run inside to greet the family, I realized we couldn't both get out and around my open car door, so I temporarily closed it, leaving Duke mere seconds to act. His heightened awareness of each door being closed simultaneously and his constant state of urgency collided. It was his moment. The very second, it also registered with me that every door just closed with Duke left alone in the car, strapped snugly to his seat, was met with a muted click. My heart stopped and instant tingles took over my body. I lunged at the door handle, then the other one, then the trunk, and then the final two, locked, all locked, and the car still running as my keys, cell phone, and shocked son sat inside the car. In that moment, I had lots of options. Scream, cry, panic, cave to the mom guilt of messing up, crazily tug at the doors, and run to find something to carefully break the window, or take a breath assess the situation, and calmly address my son, who was definitely putting the pieces together in his head. My husband, in his Santa hat, was casually walking back toward the car to see if I needed any more help getting Christmas dinner supplies into the house. I did. I needed help. I needed him. I needed God. I needed to keep my cool and figure out what the heck to do next without freaking out. I said... Duke just locked himself in the car. With fast, nervous looks exchanged and the typical dad move of double-checking every single door that I had just checked, he said, I'll call AAA. I calmly let Duke know what had happened and decided now would be the time for him to learn how to wiggle out of his safe, comfy car seat and climb toward the front seat to press the unlock button of my running car and all would be well. This brilliant plan was short-lived, though, because I knew in the long run, I didn't want my curious, energetic, and sometimes boundary-pushing three-year-old to know how to slide through his straps of safety. I quickly abandoned that idea and told him to just sit tight 
and I would get him out soon. About that time, more families started to arrive, and my husband filled them in on the situation at hand. The seasoned moms kindly offered words of encouragement like, oh yes, I've been there, it'll be okay, mama. The men's jaws dropped, wide-eyed, looking over at the other men to silently say, oh crap. Word spread to the others inside as standing beside my son with a car door in between us, lit only by the multicolored Christmas lights on the towering palm trees in the driveway, I prayed for the right solution. Our sweet and concerned crowd of onlookers started to walk around the car. I knew if I was feeling some pressure and anxiety from this, my Duke could be feeling it too. As uncomfortable as it was for me to speak up and say something, I knew I needed to do so. I tried to say lightly, thank you for checking on us, but I'm trying to keep this situation as calm as possible. Duke is getting more anxious, so I was hoping you could give us some extra space. I was taking a chance of sounding like a bossy mom, but I knew it was the smartest thing to do for us to preserve any quiet, calm minutes we might still have in case of a panicked meltdown upon realizing he was trapped in a locked and running car. Thankfully, they totally understood and left us in the driveway to figure out our next step. I assured them we'd be back inside, hugging them all soon and laughing about it. As they walked inside, I felt my rapid heartbeat start to slow down. I was so glad I'd spoken up. None of us wanted an audience. Plus, I figured I had saved my son from a nervous breakdown if everyone had started crowding around us and talking to Duke through my blacked out window as the clock kept ticking. Now we needed a plan. AAA wasn't picking up the phone on Christmas night. So I confidently said, you need to call 911. My husband looked so surprised and said something along the lines of, that's for emergencies. To which I replied, this is an emergency. Our three-year-old is locked inside a running car and will soon start to really panic if we don't get this door open. It was true. It was an emergency. This is what our officers and firefighters were trained to do, rescue people in need. I'll never forget my friend telling me her story of accidentally locking her son in the car at a Target parking lot on a hot day. She felt the rush of adrenaline and reached out for backup from fellow mom shoppers as they walked by her car. One of the ladies strongly urged her to call 911 immediately. With that same moment's pause to decide if it was a true emergency, she confirmed in her mind that it most certainly was. They waited with her as her son was rescued from the car and what seemed like a routine target run became a parenting lesson. I'm so grateful she passed on this warning story to me. Now that I was in this position, I knew that's what needed to be done and I didn't need anyone else's confirmation. I had to be an advocate for my kid. It didn't matter if that seemed to someone else like the third or fourth thing to do after other attempts had been made. I had quickly played out scenarios in my head, like chipping away at a window only to have it shatter all over the front seat and scare the daylights out of my kid. Or what about getting a wire hanger and jamming it haphazardly into the side of the door, potentially hurting someone in the process? Or what if I coach Duke to climb out of his seat and go unlock it from the front door, only to have him throw the car into drive, rolling right into the front of the house? No. I had to think about the option that would cause the least amount of stress on my child, get him safely out of the locked car, 
and handle it in a way I wouldn't massively regret later. I didn't want to allow the uncertainty to go on too long without deciding on a plan of action. The indecisiveness would only bring on more stress and anxiety and turn into a bigger scene. I must say, I see this very thing as a metaphor for many parts of our busy life. It's not always easy to make decisions because sometimes there are several options. It's our job as a parent to make those hard decisions, even if they're wrong, to reevaluate and then quickly to move on to the next option if necessary. In the process, we also have to advocate for our kids in these moments because we know them best. It's easy to overreact, panic, and let stress and anxiety overwhelm us. And that's just on a Tuesday. Emergency situations truly shine a spotlight on us. Will we have grace under pressure? Will we panic, fall apart, and cause those around us to melt down too? It can honestly go either way. That's life. And thank God forgiveness and grace are offered to us every hour of every day when we choose the wrong option. Trust me, I was praying from the second I heard that click. All through the time, those wonderful firemen worked their way into my front door to get to the unlock button and onto the end as we thanked and hugged them, vowing never to push that button again without mom's permission. God is good all the time. I don't know what I'd do without him and my husband and firemen. I was so grateful. I took inventory of the blessings during the ordeal. I was grateful for my wonderful husband who placed calls both to AAA and to 911 so I could focus solely on keeping my son calm. I was so thankful for the understanding and support of our family. The light chill in the California air was just enough to keep me alert without being too cold so I could wait patiently next to Duke. I was overjoyed when the firefighters arrived on the scene saying, don't worry, mom, we'll get it open. One even confessed to being in the same boat last year with his toddler. In the end, I was so grateful that my friend shared her story with me without hesitation, even if there was concern of judgment. She knew how important it was to tell every mom she could because it could happen to all of us, no matter how present and responsible we are. And I'm so glad she did. Here's the moral of the story. Well, maybe there are a few. Prayer and a level head can keep you calm in a sticky situation, no matter how hard you try to prevent one from happening. Don't worry about what you look like when you're advocating for your awesome kid. Rely on others to help when you need backup. And do not second guess those great instincts God gave you. This is true in an emergency and every other day of the week. Take a moment to think about some situations where you've had to offer some grace to someone. How about a time you've had to advocate for your child? How about a time when you have had grace under pressure? All right, I'm going to stop there and say that, yeah, I would love for you to think about those things. This was a crazy situation for me because as I said, I had played this over and over again in my head so I would not be in that situation. And it doesn't matter how prepared you are sometimes, things happen. So it's really tricky. You know, you kind of freak out internally and you got to pretend like you're not doing that so that you can keep everyone else calm around you. And I am grateful. I was very grateful in those moments that 
all of those things worked out the way that they did. I kept just focusing on the things that were going well and going right so that I wasn't massively stressing out about the situation at hand. So I do encourage you to think about that. You know, it's always nice to sort of play things out in our head so that when we get in that situation, because it might not be exactly the way you planned, but it could, you know, inevitably things happen and it could turn out to be a situation where you need to offer someone else grace under crazy pressure, or you really are hopeful that they will offer you that grace when you are under pressure, because we don't ever really know how we're going to react to a situation. So if this was interesting If you enjoyed that at all, just know there's more of that and also lots of other different things that I talk about in the book. So hopefully it'll be an entertaining read, but also give you some really good things to think about. And of course, as you know, I love organization and that is what so much of the book is about as well. So I hope you will pick up your copy. You will head over to Amazon and perhaps get it on an e-reader. Uh, Maybe you would like to grab a couple coffees for friends or family members. If you've got a new mom in the family or a friend of yours is going to be a mom for the first time, or maybe you are as well, I have to say, I really did talk a lot about what it was like to be a brand new mom for the first time, what it was like to be a brand new mom of two for the first time. And so, um, I definitely uh, am there for you. Did I mention the name of the book is I've Got You, Girlfriend, Why Getting Organized and Living This Mom Life is Not a Solo Mission. So just know that I wrote this about a lot of stuff I've gone through, about some really hard stuff, about some really fun stuff and, uh, and stuff that my clients have allowed me to share with you. So I hope you'll pick up your coffee. And like I said, if you have any moms that you feel like you could give this to or even just girlfriends who might want to get organized. I hope that you would think of it as a great gift. Thank you guys so much for listening. Head on over to Amazon right after this. I will of course pop a link in show notes for you to get to that faster. And as always, you can go to everythingwithstyle.com and there will be links there as well. Thank you again so much. And I will talk to you next week for some more organization motivation. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the mom's organization motivation podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing. Happy organizing.